Hey there, welcome to the Next Level Nutrition Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Long, business coach for nutritionists. I help nutritionists just like you create and launch their business and sign their first high-paying client. In this podcast, you'll learn practical strategies to start and grow your nutrition business that you can implement right away. You'll also hear from a ton of guests who have started their own thriving nutrition businesses and share what they've learned throughout their journey. Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I am very excited to have my past client and friend, Amy Capeller, here today to talk all about starting her nutrition business, actually going from part-time to full-time in her business, filling her client list. Um, So many things that I want to ask her today and share with you guys because Amy is uh, such a good example of starting your business and kind of just jumping in and putting things together as you go and really growing into the role. So again, really excited to have her here and I want to tell you a little bit about her. So Amy is a certified functional nutritionist, a holistic health coach, and yoga instructor from a small town in Saskatchewan. She is the founder of her business, Unbridled Holistic Health, and is passionate about helping women learn to work with their bodies so they can rediscover true health. Using simple holistic nutrition, self-care, and daily practices, Amy helps women come back to the basics, reconnect to their female bodies, gain energy, stabilize moods, and reduce stress. After struggling with her own health and body issues her whole life, she finally realized that true health is created when you decide that you and your body are on the same team. Amy specializes in women's hormones, stress, anxiety, and overcoming burnout. She encourages all women to believe that it is possible for health to be fun, sexy, and easy. And if you want to connect with Amy, you can do so on Instagram or on Facebook at Unbridled Holistic Health. Welcome to the podcast, Amy. Thanks so much for being here. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, I am really looking forward to this conversation. I mean, it hasn't been too long that we haven't been working together. So I feel like this is like a nice opportunity to kind of check in and see where you're at and then catch up because it's always sad when I stop working with someone and I'm like, hey, what's going on? Like I miss kind of learning everything about the ins and outs of your business. So um, yeah, I'm really excited you're here. And why don't you just start with telling everyone a bit about you know how you got started with nutrition like what kind of brought you to nutrition and how did you start your business yeah for sure so first of all like when you mentioned there that like it's it's kind of like a cutoff when you're done seeing clients right and i just wanted to let you know too that i um like i totally felt capable when we were finished working together but i was like i'm going to miss our like frequent chats so much <laughs> mm-hmm. um okay anyway so I got started with nutrition um basically I mean probably like so many other people but basically from struggling with my own health issues so kind of like I said all my life I was struggling with digestive issues and hormone issues and just like these different little things really bad anxiety um I kind of felt lost and that led me to my own healing journey, which then led me into my nutrition path. But kind of when this stuff all came to light for me, I was already working. So I started to really get interested in like the holistic and functional nutrition when I was almost done my schooling to become a teacher. And so I felt, I guess, that I just kind of had to 
had to do, you know, like I was almost done my schooling. I may as well get a job in what I'm already certified in. And so I did go through with teaching, but in my first couple of years and everything, like I just, I kept healing myself and I kept this passion kept growing and growing for nutrition. And I guess the passion got too big because here we are today. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. And I think so many people like, you know, go down one path and then there's like this calling for nutrition on the side. And I think just like what happened to you is, you know, you're working this full-time job, um, but there's like this nagging thing in the background and that's, you know, really what it sounds like happened to you. So like how much while you were in your full-time job, were you like thinking about building your business? Like what was the timeline kind of like there, you know, were you like years into teaching and then nutrition kind of popped up or like right from kind of the get-go where you like, okay, I don't want teaching to be my full-time forever job. I need to get this kind of at the time side nutrition job going. Yeah. So I was in university the last couple of years of university when I got started to become super passionate about nutrition and started learning about it. Then I, I only was teaching for four years. So this would have been, or is like my fifth year. Um, but I'm actually not teaching right now. So then I guess in the first couple of years, I started to realize that I really wanted to build a business, at least on the side. I had no idea um, or intention for it to be a full-time thing at that time. And then as I kept trying to do that and I kept working full-time, it just, it got really stressful, I guess, because I also then had to go back to school and do my holistic nutrition and functional nutrition schooling. So I'm working full-time as a, a new teacher. I'm taking courses myself online on my own time. And kind of at the same time, I was like, thinking about starting to build a business and just not quite sure where to start or what I wanted to do. So then by my third year of teaching, um, I had finished most of my courses that I was doing at that time. And that summer before going back in the to school in the fall, that summer, I was like, no, you know, I think I really want this to be a thing. And so it started growing. I was putting more effort into it. I started to get like a couple of clients. And actually that's like in that time when I started working with you. And then within that one school year, um, with all the effort and the work I was putting into it, it just, it grew a lot. And with your support as well, it, it really grew. And I started building my programs, um, getting more clients and all that. And then by June, I was just so burnt out. Um, as burnt out, I was feeling like, like unhealthy and not great myself just because of stress and life stress. We are going through tons of life stressors as I'm teaching in a, um, like a world pandemic. And as I'm trying to build a business on the side, like it was just a lot going on and a lot of new stuff. And so by June, I was so burnt out and I just knew that I had to pick, um, for this next year. Like, do I want to, to continue to try to do it all? Or can I somehow see if I can do this business thing? And that's when I jumped in. Yeah. And, you know, I was so proud of you because I know that that was such a huge goal. Like when we first started working together, you're like, I would love to leave teaching if possible, or like maybe not leave it completely, but like make nutrition full time or, or a bigger piece of your, of your life. And you were able to do that. But I know that there was a lot of hesitation kind of at the beginning of, you know, having this 
I guess for lack of a better word, like safety net of teaching and not really wanting to let it go to like jump fully into nutrition. But there were a few kind of key things, um, at least from my understanding, that made you feel more comfortable to make the shift into full-time nutrition. And that was, you know, getting more consistent clients. So why don't we just, um, I don't even want to waste any time. I just want to start asking you, you know, like, how did this, how did this look for you? And how did these clients come to be? Because I know, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, in the time we worked together, you weren't necessarily um, searching for clients. Clients seemed to be coming to you and you were actually filling your client load quite easily. So how is this happening and how, how are you finding clients? Like, where were they coming from? Um, let's just talk all about that. Yeah. Okay. So when, honestly, when I first started and like, yeah, when I first started with you, like I was, I didn't really know like what my niche was. I didn't really know. I mean, I knew I wanted to work with women, but part of me wanted to do self-love or non-diet stuff or hormones. Like there was just so much that I was passionate about that I wanted to cover. And I honestly think I don't know how those like first handful of clients kind of just like fell into my lap. Um, I think it was a sign for me that like, hey, you can do this, keep going, because it really was like those first initial clients that not only taught me the most, but gave me the confidence to, to reach out for more. So, um, and I think because I was just, I didn't know what I should be posting on social media. There was nothing, you know, no rule to follow. So I was just posting my life. And I think that had a huge part of, of gaining me some clients. Cause I was just so honest and raw and literally just telling my story. And I think that people that knew me, um, my first handful of clients were people that had previously known me or known my family or were from the area. Um, and I think it was just me being honest about my story and, and how I changed my health and was supporting my health. And yeah, I don't know if that makes any sense to you, but that's mm -hmm. how I feel I got those first ones. No, that makes a lot of sense. I think, you know, there's always um, so much that goes into your, I think so many of us get worried about sharing about ourselves, about our health history, about our past, putting ourselves out there. But, you know, you're a good example of just kind of not really knowing where to start and just saying, hey, I'm just going to start sharing. I'm just going to start, you know, being honest about my story. And I think that's what really attracts a lot of people is when they can really see themselves in you and you can say, hey, you know, a year ago, two years ago, three months ago, however long it is, I wasn't feeling so great. And here's the steps I took. And that really gives people that confidence and understanding that you know, like where they are right now, and they want to work with you. So I can see how you attracted those few first few people by just sharing. But then let's talk a little bit about, you know, you, you mentioned that on social media, you're kind of just posting anything, you weren't really like completely niche down, you kind of fell into the same thing a lot of people fall into, which is like, I just want to help with self love, which isn't necessarily very like, transformational driven, right? It's not something people are t maybe not really searching out. Um, so what did, what did we really do that kind of shifted your business? Or why don't we talk a little bit about like how, when you honed in on a niche that really changed things for you? Yeah, for sure. So it did really change things. Like I knew, again, like I wanted to help people love themselves and take care of themselves. But like you said, no one's searching for that, right? Like it can be a part of it, I think, but I don't feel like people are necessarily searching for that. And then, 
so then I started to kind of look into like more stress stuff. And I think when we started working together too, I was like, yeah, like I'm really interested in helping women with stress. Like if you're stressed out or feeling burnt out, because at the time that's how I was starting to feel. Um, but that didn't, I don't know, it just didn't quite sit right. And then the more we talked about stuff, I was like, you know, I love working with women and their hormones. And then you were like, okay, well, you know, let's niche down to that. And I remember being super worried that if I only talked about hormones, I wouldn't be able to talk to people about stress and about all that stuff, right? Because they would be coming to me with like these intense hormonal issues, which many of my clients do have hormonal symptoms and they do have, you know, maybe PCOS or, or bad PMS or endometriosis, but it, all comes back to stress. So the people I'm attracting, like we know that there's different things that affect our hormones. So digestion and adrenals and stress, um, blood sugar, all of that. But the people that I'm attracting, it is more stress driven. So maybe their issue is coming from a really stressful time of their life, or maybe they're under tons of stress. They don't realize it. So as I niche down into like the hormone kind of area, just the people I'm attracting, I'm still dealing with that stress. If that makes Mm. sense at all. That completely makes sense. And I think, you know, you bring up a really good point is like, sometimes we want to focus on a million different things. And it's like finding that thorough line that, you know, you can still talk to or teach on a lot of these things you're interested in, but you have to find that one thing at least in my opinion, and what I see working really well is finding that one thorough line that people are coming in and saying, okay, you can help me with this. And then you can say, but I'm also helping you with X, Y, Z. But if we're trying to tell them right from the get-go, I'm helping you with X, Y, Z, you know, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, whatever it is, (laughs) you know, that's too many things and people get overwhelmed. They don't know what you actually help them with. So I think, you know, and I really saw a big change in your business and in your messaging and your social media when, you know, you shifted from like trying to cover the whole spectrum um, to just covering hormones and what came with that. Um, You know, then did you really start to see different clients come in? Because you mentioned more of like, kind of the everyday person just needing help. But at some point, when you started sharing different information, were the hormonal clients, the ones that were now knocking on your door? Yeah, like my client, they definitely changed. And I noticed that most of my clients now, like, although they all get a super individualized protocol and whatever, like in their bodies are, you know, stuff is differently going on. It all is in the basic same area. So I'm definitely attracting the same type of clients and they are the people that I want to be working with. Like I absolutely love it. And just to like, even though I've niched down to say like hormone health, women's hormones, I'm even feeling like I need to niche down even more. So like, yes, I came from wanting to do like non-diet and, you know, disordered eating stuff and under eating. I wanted to do self-love and I wanted to do hormones and all these things um, and stress and burnout. But I chose kind of hormones and I went, you know, with that path and now I feel like even within hormones, there's just so much. Like, I feel like I even need to niche down more to maybe it being like completely burnout in your hormones or even like focusing on things like PCOS. I know that's a huge one with many of my clients. So I feel like even in that hormone area, I need to niche down even more now. 
Yeah. And I think it's, you know, it can happen. It doesn't have to happen all at once. And I think you're a really good example of that where, you know, like you were starting super broad, then you niche down a bit more to hormones and then maybe you will niche down to, let's say even PCOS, but it doesn't have to happen all at once, but even getting more clear than where you started out has helped you tremendously, which is leading you to that next place of getting even more specific. But I think so many of us think like, if I don't pick the right perfect niche right away and get 100% clear, you know, my business is going to fail. But I'm, I'm really glad you shared that it's like showing us it's a process. And it's just about like getting, you know, every, every step of the way, getting a little bit more clarity, a little bit more clarity. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like, and I mean, I probably could have done it quicker, but I had that fear that if I, if I niche down too much, like I'm not going to attract these other people I'm going to miss out. And it's, I think it's a very valid fear that many nutritionists have or anyone trying to start a business. I think that we have these fears, but it's just trusting it and allowing it, sticking with it long enough to see if it's going to, what it's going to do for you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I feel like I'm a good example of niching down quite a bit. You know, I've stayed very specific for the last four years about helping nutritionists. You know, I haven't said, you know, health coaches or, you know, any health practitioner or, you know, business in general. I've stuck with nutritionists and I'm at the place now where a lot of people recognize me as being a go-to to help with your nutrition business. So same with for you, you know, like having this more specific niche is going to help you attract the people and be easier to recognize if, you know, um, somebody needs someone to help with their hormones, like they're going to refer you, you, you know, people are really going to look at you as that go-to person. And I think it's definitely scary. (laughs) I totally agree. It's super scary, but I think it can really transform your business, which um, is evident with yours. You know, I know you went from, like you said, just having like a, you know, a couple clients reach out here and there to going to a place where you were actually starting a wait list. So can we talk about the wait list and just to preface it again, because I know your business and to fill everyone in, but I believe your wait list started because you were working full time and because we didn't want you to burn out. We didn't want you to take on so many clients, but there were people coming and wanting to work with you. So explain to everyone, like what, where did the waitlist come from? What is it? Do you still have one? Yeah. So I felt like I, like you said, I had to start, like, I didn't want to say no to, to clients coming in, but I also was working full time. I was under tons of stress, um, life-wise. And I just, I didn't want to burn myself out any more than I kind of already was. And so I thought like, instead of saying no, I'll just be like, how about we start with you next month? Or, and I kind of just like, I guess would organize them as they came in and as they like sent me their deposit. I definitely like always asked for a deposit to be on the wait list. And then each month I would just put a couple to start each month. And that way it gave me like a little bit of space and time while I was working full time. Um, this is something I'm just recently changing actually. Like now that I, I am at home full time, um, and doing this and I am, I am taking like one, uh, course on like a hormone specialist course. But other than that, like I'm full in on my business. So now I feel like I can change that. And I'm even kind of looking into like changing my one-on-one program to more of like an online based thing with just, um, like some one-on-one consultations in it. So I'm definitely playing around with that, 
but I've decided to like pick a number of clients I want to take on each month and then just kind of advertising it that way. Like, Hey, if you're ready to start, you know, you can start beginning of this month, beginning of next month, that kind of thing. I don't know. Like Mm. that's, that's what I seem to be pulled towards right now. Hmm. Yeah. And it makes sense that, you know, it's going to shift and change as you have more time or less time for your business. Um, and, you know, there's ebbs and flows. Like I know even for myself, like there's some months where I might not get, you know, an application filled out and I'm like, uh oh, what happened here? There's no clients coming in. And then another month I'll get a couple. So I don't know about you, Amy, but, you know, riding those ebbs and flows is so important, you know, but there are different ways and structures we can build up more consistency in our business, which is what I think you did really well, where it was like, you didn't want to turn people away. um, But you didn't want to just like have them lose interest. So by having them put a deposit down, it kind of like kept them in the periphery so that they were committing and they were putting money down to commit. um, But you didn't have to take them on right away. So um Yeah, I just thought that that was a really good strategy for you to bring into your business. Um, Another thing I did too, so when they would send me their deposit and kind of secure their spot, so maybe someone sends their deposit now to start um, beginning in December or something, then I'm right away, I have a a Facebook group for my, like all my clients, um, kind of a private one. And in that group, right away, as soon as I have their deposit, I add them to that group. And then I feel like that gives them uh, a little bit of support in the meantime. So they can maybe like start on some stuff and go over some information I've put in there that they feel like they're being supported until they're while they're waiting to start. Mm, Yeah, that's really great because I think you're right. Um, And I know I've mentioned this in, in other podcasts I've done that like, sometimes we work so hard to get the client, you know, we like do all this marketing work, we're like all excited, we like have them pay, but then there's no, like, we're not continuing the excitement after that, especially if they're not like starting the program a week or two later, you know, that's not so much lag time where if there's a bit of a dip after they pay, and then a week later, you get started. But if there's like a month or two in between, you don't want them to completely lose interest and feel like, why did I even invest in this to begin with, right? Because because your programs are a bit longer term, they're a little bit more expensive than like a one-off consultation. You know, someone might start questioning, why did I just spend this money? So to put them into a Facebook group to get them excited, to keep them engaged, I think is a, a wonderful idea so that you're not just like spending so much time to get them in. You're also spending time to like keep them in and keep them happy as well. Yeah. And I think another uh, good strategy could be too. like, I have even been thinking about sending them like a, one of my meal plans. So I have a couple meal plans on my website that people can buy. And I was thinking even, you know, if they're going to be waiting a month or so, maybe I send them that as like a free gift, just so they can focus mm-hmm. on that a little bit too. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Um, I know even when I've worked with business coaches before, so it's a little bit different because it's not like a health coach or a nutritionist, you know, where you're, um, you know, paying for, for, for sessions and you're waiting to get some support with your health. But at least with my business, one of my coaches, she would actually send like a welcome gift. And maybe this is something to consider too, Amy, you know, maybe your welcome gift is like the meal plan, or maybe it's even like a gift card that they can use at like a local 
um, shop that's nearby or an online, you know, like wellness shop or something. And it doesn't have to be much, but I know my, um, my coach actually would send me like, like a local kind of gift basket. Or one time she sent me cookies. She was like, congratulations, here's some cookies, (laughs) which she obviously knows that's like to my heart. That's what I really wanted. But that made a huge difference. Um, Also, my copywriter, Megan, she sends like a $10 Starbucks gift card every time we start like a VIP copy day. So any day that she's going to work on my copy, she'll send me a $10 Starbucks gift card. And now that's not a ton, right? $10 and, and, you know, at least for her program, I'm paying thousands. So it's not a huge amount she has to pay out. But that makes me feel so loved and so supported. So um, I just want to use that as an example. Like I think Amy doing a meal plan or something like that, just going that extra mile, if it's a free resource or something paid you're sending your client, I just think that's really going to wow them and impress them and make them feel like really valued, even before you've gotten started together. Yeah, I love that idea of sending a gift. Like that is my favorite part of of all of working with clients. My favorite my favorite part is um definitely the you know like being able to support them and allowing them to feel loved and nurtured and like a vessel for them to kind of talk to me and I'm just their safe place. I think sending some kind of gift will definitely even enhance that some more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's something to bring in, especially over time, like right when you're getting started, you might be like, I can't really afford the time it might take or the cost it might be to send like a small gift. But as you charge more with your packages, as you have more clients, as your business grows, like adding these things in are so important because that's really what will separate you from the other hormonal nutritionists, you know, down the street or on the other Instagram page, right? Like we need these things incorporated in our businesses to really stand out um, and to really, you know, like you said, value your clients and really pour into them so that they feel supported, especially with what you're doing. You're, you know, you're teaching women to support themselves and to pour into themselves and to feel really good. So you want that whole experience of working with them to feel that really uplifted energy where, you know, this is time for them to work on themselves. Yes, exactly. And oh, I love that. I'm definitely going to start implementing that. (laughs) (laughs) I've convinced you. Okay. Ready to start your nutrition business, but have no idea what steps you need to take? No problem. That's exactly why I've created a completely free workshop for you called Six Steps to Start Your Nutrition Biz and Sign Your First Paying Clients. In this on-demand workshop, I'm sharing my six-step roadmap to starting a successful nutrition business without a huge social media following or years of experience. I'll also share the top three mistakes I see most new nutritionists making when starting their business and how to avoid them, and the must-have tools you need to run a successful nutrition business and wow your clients from day one. Oh, and did I mention that the workshop is completely free? Sign up at stephanielong.ca slash workshop and get instant access right now. Okay, so we talked a little bit about niching down, a little bit about, you know, getting those clients coming in, having some waitlist clients. What are you working on now? So tell us, sorry, before we jump into what are you working on now, tell us about, you know, that shift from going part-time to full-time, like how did you know it was the right time? And then we can start talking about what you're working on now. Okay. So I, I honestly feel like my body was telling me that it's time. So I made a promise to myself when I 
decided to start my own business that I will never compromise my health um, while trying to build my dream. So I literally have that like posted in my room in my office. It says like, I will not compromise my health while building my dreams. So Mm. I've been trying my absolute hardest to stick to that because I, I have been in pretty, pretty low states of health before and I don't want to go back there. So that is something I really have to prioritize. And as I was getting more and more burnt out as the year went on last year and the last like kind of school year, um, I just, that kept coming back into my head and I was like, you know, I want this. I know I can do it. It took a lot of believing in myself and the support around me was also huge. Like my partner, he's crazy supportive. My parents have been supportive, like my friends. So it was a lot of support around me. You as well, you know, like kind of being my my guide and being like, no, like I think this is going to work for you and here's how. And like showing me the actual like financial stuff of it too was pretty nice. Mm. But um, I just knew like, yeah, my body kind of told me you have to pick something. And at that time as well, my dad was really, really struggling with his health. He had just gone through um, a really intense health scenario, I guess. And so that opened my eyes a little bit too, to be like, hey, life is pretty short and it's time to, to do what you really love. So I don't know that I necessarily knew that I was ready. I don't know that I... Um, even was ready, but I was like, well, it's now or never. I have the support now and I can't do what I'm doing. So here we go, I guess. <laughs> That's kind of how mm-hmm. I jumped in. Yeah. And, you know, thank you for sharing that because I think so many of us going from, you know, part time to full time in our business think like we have to reach a certain amount of clients or we have to reach a certain amount of money in our bank or until we completely replace our, you know, previous income, that's when we're going to switch. And, you know, that might be that might be something you have to do for those of you listening, like maybe you have to replace an income because you have certain things going on in your life or you have a family to um, care for, right? But I think also there's scenarios where, it, you know, sometimes you just have to take the leap and not really know what the outcome is going to be. And I think you, I mean, from my perspective, you were like mentally ready to take the leap, but I think there was a little bit of that pressure of like, should I take the leap, you know? now or should I wait until I have more clients or more incomes coming in but I know that you really trusted yourself and I think and and honestly I'd love your opinion on this but I think the more you trusted yourself and showed yourself that you could do this and you could take it full-time the more that the clients actually started to come in was that right oh for sure it was and like like I said I I knew I wanted to do the, you know, jump in and do it, but it was terrifying. Like I was like, am I going to be able to make enough money? And you know, what happens if I have a really low month or can I actually do this? And I think because I just wanted it so bad, I, I knew I had to focus on mindset stuff every single day. I worked on mindset stuff, right? Like that was a huge part of it. And the more I just, yeah, like focused on what I needed to do, And got clear on who I was helping and what I was helping them with. And the more I learned and it just started to kind of fall into place. And I still have, like, I'm still terrified that like, oh my goodness, what if next month I get no clients? Like, it's still a very valid fear. But I think if we wait till that fear is gone, we're waiting forever. Right? Oh, yeah. 
that's great advice. And like I mentioned earlier, there's going to be ups and downs. And I think being a really, um, I don't know if it's like being a, I guess, realistic entrepreneur or business owner is saying, yeah, there's going to be months that are down months, but there's going to be months that are really high months. And it's about riding that wave, riding that roller coaster and just um, kind of, even if we, I don't know why I'm using this analogy, but like, if we look at like blood sugar, right? Like (laughs) sometimes blood sugar spikes really high and then it spikes really low. And sometimes we just want to find like a constant, like a, you know, a midline, right? Where sure. We know that sometimes it's going to go up because we had fun at a birthday party and ate too much cake or it went low because, you know, we didn't eat breakfast or something like that. We just want to find that constant middle ground. And I think that's seriously like entrepreneurship where it's like such a roller coaster coaster and it's like okay we can't you're gonna burn out if you're constantly riding the up and down wave so you just need to find that middle that little like balance in between and know that those um ups and downs are gonna happen but you can be grounded throughout all of that yeah no I think that's huge another thing too like I I've always been fairly well with my money and so I just had some, I have some like money saved. Right. So I think that really helps too. like kind of having that backup, um, in case I need it. I mean, I don't want to have to use it, but it just like, it gives you a little bit more security, uh, mm-hmm. to feel stable. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I was just talking to a friend about this the other day. I can't even remember. Maybe it was another client or somebody in the industry, we were talking about that idea of like, um, no plan B, right? Like only plan A, only one plan, build your business, no matter what, get a bunch of credit cards, you know, like do what you can to build your business. And I don't necessarily agree with that. You know, I think that it's okay to have a bit of a plan B. I think it's okay to know that there's a job you could fall back on or an extra income coming in or some family that's helping support you. Or for me, my partner, Craig, like I'm so thankful for him. I probably wouldn't have been able to do my business for the first few years if he wasn't honestly paying our rent, paying some bills. I needed him to support me through that. And for some people, you don't have that support system. So you might need a secondary job or you might need to know you can go back to your job. And I think that's okay. So I think that there's, again, a balance between like going for your dreams and doing whatever it takes, but not completely saying that, you know, not having anything on the side or sorry, having something on the side is bad, right? I think we just need to do whatever we need to do to feel secure while we're building our business. Oh, for sure. And like, I totally agree with having a plan B. Like I, I had, I'm a type of person who has to kind of feel secure. So I definitely had a plan B. I was like, you know what? And this might be good advice too, for, for anyone, like if you're thinking about taking that leap, because the options are really endless. Like, so you do your business and you don't quite make enough money. Well, there's always a health food store that you could try to work at or, you know, something that's in the same field that you're still learning. You could do something else part-time in that field. Like, I feel like the options we have, they're endless. So like maybe this year you don't quite make enough and you need something part-time. Well, then go get something part-time and still continue to do what you love. Right. So Mm -hmm. I did have that plan B kind of set up and ideas of, you know, okay, if it comes to December and I'm not making enough money, where can I apply in January to, to kind of support myself? Yeah. Being a little bit more realistic and and knowing, knowing those things exist if you need that help. Yeah, I agree. So why don't, 
we now talk a little bit about um, where your business is today. And I know that what we've been talking about, even like you going from part-time to full-time, like this is, I think, just within like the last year. So you've really grown so much just in like a year or so's time. Um, But where are you sitting right now and what are you working on right now? Yeah. So I literally started my business like last August. So August of 2020. Um, And I started working with you. And I think it was just before Christmas, November, December. And yes, since basically we started, so I started out with, um, when we first started to get working together, we built a three month hormone healing program. Basically, I think I had started with a few clients at eight weeks and it just wasn't quite long enough. So then I, we made it to the three month program. Um, and I made my pillars and I kind of made that program that way, which was incredible to have made because everyone that I've pretty much brought in has come into that program. Now it's all individualized. So like it's a three month program. They get eight sessions in there. Um, all just one-on-one with me, but kind of the base work of the program is very similar for everyone just because those are the clients that I'm bringing in. So that's kind of where I started. Um, And really where I'm at now too, like I'm still doing that program. I've tailored it a little bit and that's how I see all my clients one-on-one. But I've also recently just built um, an online kind of do-it-your-own-pace program, but I ran it live. And actually when we just finished working together, we had just kind of started talking about this. So it's called Mm -hmm. the Real Food Reset and the purpose behind it is to like show women how easy and simple like nutrition can be right how it doesn't have to be complicated and um just those those foundations and those basics because as clients come into my one-on-one my three-month program I just find that I'm doing a lot of that basic stuff because people just aren't aware and so we spend Mm -hmm. so much time doing that that I was like you know I'm constantly repeating myself I could build a program for a cheaper price that they do that kind of addresses that So that's what I did. I'm actually currently in my first like kind of beta round of it. So I have a group of ladies doing that right now. We are running it live. Um, It's going really well. I use Thinkific. So everything's up there for them. Then they also get a private Facebook group and I post in there um, just some more information and stuff like that. They get weekly emails. And then we also do have a, a weekly live Q&A session um, just so that's how they can kind of get my support a little bit more. Um, It seems to be going really well. I really had fun and enjoyed making the content for it. So I'm doing that right now. I'm doing my one-on-one stuff, um, that three-month program for hormones. And then I'm looking into building similar to my three-month one-on-one program, but just some different options and maybe, again, having some content on something like Thinkific. They kind of go through the content on their own, but still get my support through, you know, the eight sessions in those three months. But then they're getting a little bit more of the teaching aspect um, that way. So that's kind of where I'm at thinking about that program right now. I love it. I'm like sitting here just like smiling ear to ear. I'm so proud of you. You've done such an incredible job. I mean, that's a big 
feat to like build out an entire chorus and put it in Thinkific or a program platform. Like I've done it many times. It's, it's a lot of work. So congratulations. And <laughs> the fact that you're running it live, you know, um, I'm sure as you know, Amy, or for anyone listening, I'm a big proponent of, you know, testing out your program first and running it live or getting people in there and really like going through the material and seeing if it's working or not versus spending months and months and months and months, you know, creating a program to not even know if people like the content or if it's working for them. So I think the fact that you're kind of doing it in tandem, like running it and creating as you go, um, and maybe you had some created beforehand, but you're really testing it out. Um, that's super incredible. So my question for you is, um, because I do something similar with my one-on-one um, -on -one clients, I usually give them access to my Launch Your Nutrition Biz online program, um, which is more foundational, starting your business. And then we take what they've learned in that program. And um, in our one-on-one -on -one sessions, we go even deeper. So is that what you're saying you're thinking with building out maybe like a program for your one-on-one -on -one clients is like something they would go through and then you meet in your session and maybe chat about what they learned and then personalize it to them? Yeah, I think that's for the most part, like I still want to have like the main pillars that they go through. I want to do still like the, the intakes. I, I want to be very personalized for them, but just because all of the clients I'm seeing are pretty much, you know, we're going through that same path, then it makes so much more sense if, you know, we could have our intake, but then they get access to the content, just like you said, your program, but then we have the one-on-one -on -one still in that. But during that session, it's, strictly like, how are you doing? What questions do you have? Like what's coming up and we can address their own protocols. So ideally I would start doing like, start with them with the intake still and do their whole health intake and then have, give them an individual protocol. Um, and then just do check-ins and have them be able to go on to their content and understand and learn that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. It's kind of like a hybrid, like one-on-one -on -one online program. I know some people even do that with group programs where it's like, you know, they go, the group would go through the content on like Thinkific or on a uh, program platform. And then, you know, every week or so you would meet in a group call and go through and ask questions and things like that. I mean, this is just showing everyone that there's so many ways to run your business, you know, online programs, group programs, hybrid programs, one-on-one -on -one programs, you know, selling meal plans on a shop page on your website, which I know you do that as well. Um, so there's just, you know, it's not one way to run your nutrition business. And I think you've really, really shown how you can grow over time. Um, also, I'm kind of curious, are you glad that you've like slowly grown it? Like you started with the one program and then you added in the real food reset and then you're kind of growing it some more, or do you wish you did everything all at, all at once? Um, like I, I am glad I've slowly done it because I've definitely learned like kind of, um, more so what people need. I mean, we can go to school and we can, you know, like get all this information, but then when you try to actually apply that, it changes as to like what people are really struggling with. Right. And some of it kind of opened my eyes and so I'm glad in that way that I built it slowly, but I'm also kind of a dreamer. So I have like, I have ideas for like a cycle syncing program and this hormone program and all these things. And I just, I'm the type of person that I want it. I get an idea and I want it now. So mm. I just like mm -hmm. push and push and push until it's made. Um, 
And so that's been something I've been working on because in that sense, I'm like, it would have been nice to have it just like all ready to go, be like, hey, here's my business. But I think I would have been constantly changing it anyways. So I don't know. That's a tricky question. I definitely think like learning and growing as you go is is the most beneficial for you, right? Like you as a person and your business. Yeah. And I think it depends on your personality. Do you know anything about human design? Yeah. Have we talked about this? Are, are you a generator? I am a generator. Yeah. Okay. Me too. <laughs> that's why I'm like, okay, we get along because we're both that. Um, and for anyone that's like, what is human design? Um, I actually don't even know how to explain what it is, but it's kind of like similar to like a personality, um, like, like the Meyer Briggs or something like that. But human design is like based on your, I think like when you're born and some other details. And then there's, I think four or five different profiles and a generator is someone which Amy and I are both generators is someone who like gets an idea and then like um and if it's like a gut feeling like oh I really want to do this you'll just like you'll just like do it so quickly and you'll really be in the flow but if it's something that doesn't feel right you're gonna really resist it um so do you find like knowing that about yourself actually really helps in your business yeah you know I did a lot of self-awareness work and that kind of stuff and it's it's incredible the difference that makes like just knowing things about yourself and even like I really try to uh, run my business kind of in sync with my cycle, like my menstrual cycle, that is incredibly powerful too. Like just being aware of your, yeah, who you are and your, your traits and where you're at in your cycle and, and what your energy is going to be like and your moods and your mental clarity. Like I have found that is a huge game changer. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think so many times we're like, why do I feel this way? Or why is this such a hard week in my business? Or, you know, like really not recognizing, but then once you, like you said, looking at your cycle, looking at your personality traits, like you can have your business work for you or with you versus against you. And I think that's so powerful. I think so many of us find resistance when we're like, why is this not working? And we just need to go back to the drawing board and be like, okay, how can I support myself in this moment? Um, and how can I use the things I'm really good at to make this work? So, um, yeah, I'm glad we're both generate. It's a good, it's a good thing to be in the entrepreneurial world as a generator (laughs) because there's so, (laughs) there's no lack of ideas that we can come up with, but it's all the time, right. Just like you said, it's like not having enough time or wanting everything right now that I think, um, I'm always working on. And it sounds like you are, you are as well. So and this was great. Thank you so much. Um, let's leave it there. I think you left so many um, good tips for everyone to think about, you know, and how really showed like how your business has grown, how you're still going, you know, back to the drawing board, even now being a year in and seeing so much growth, you're still looking at what can I change? What can I improve? How can I reach more people? How can I improve my program? Um, it's really motivating and inspiring. So I just wanted to say, I'm so proud of you. Congratulations. I think you are on the path to a really successful business and just wanted to say thank you for sharing today. And I would love for you to just um, tell everyone maybe a little bit about where they can find you or where they can follow you. Yeah. Thank you. So just one more thought, as you kind of said, like going back to the the drawing board all the time, I think also as we allow ourselves to do this, you know, as we go and kind of slowly and those ideas come in like I've been thinking about this this hormone program I want to build for I don't know since June but every time I come back to the drawing board like I'm 
I'm getting different ideas. Like at first it was going to be a group, but now I know I want to work one-on-one with people. I love doing that. So I just think like a final thought on that is giving yourself that space doesn't have to happen right now. Give yourself the space to like come back and create it in the best way possible. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, It's a marathon, not a sprint. It's not about getting it done fast, fast, fast. It's about just sitting with it and knowing that the business that you're creating is a journey and it's going to take time. There's no rush. It's going to happen in the time it's meant to. So yes, yes, you're totally right. The journey of your life and you deserve to enjoy that. So never forget that either. Um, but yes, people can find me, um, on Instagram or Facebook on Instagram. I'm at unbridled holistic health and Facebook is either Amy Capeller or unbridled holistic health on there too. And then my website, which kind of gives you information on my three month hormone healing program, um, the real food reset, and then also, uh, some custom meal plans right now that is unbridledholistichealth.com. Perfect. And if people listening are like, okay, Amy, I really love her business. I have, she knows what she's talking about when it comes to hormones. I don't really want to help clients with hormones. Are you open to people sending referrals your way? Oh, for sure. Anyone, yeah, like anyone hormone related that you come in contact with and, you know, like maybe that's not your niche or not something you want to specialize in, then yeah, send them my way. And also reach out to me because if you're willing to, to do that kind of thing, I'd be very willing to also send, um, you know, people that I come in contact with back to, to someone else who might have a different niche that I'm not in. Yeah, perfect. It's all about referrals and sending the clients where they really need to be and with who they really need to work with. So thanks for saying that. Thank you for sharing. This was amazing. And I can't wait to have you again back on in like maybe let's say another year and we'll do an update and see where you're at in your business then and see how much it's grown then. So thanks again for coming on, Amy. Really appreciate it. Yes. Thanks so much, Stephanie. Thanks for listening in. If you like this episode, feel free to leave us a review, share the episode with a friend or take us on social media. Catch you next time.